This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor David Kogel. And notice in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 7, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. And I want you to remember those words that something's been given and it's been given by Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended into the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. Now notice verse 11. And he gave some apostles, these are the things Christ has given out here. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Now, what was the, what was the purpose of that, those gifts? And verse 12 says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. So, we realize in those verses, he has given these gifts to certain people. And I'm thankful he has given the gift of a pastor to him, of a teacher to him. You know, we, we've got some great teachers in our church, great Sunday school teachers, children's teaching. Thank the Lord for all those gifts that he has given to you to do those things. But as I read those verses, I began to think about what he has given our pastor and the things that he has done with that gift that God has given him. And I'm glad that he is doing some great things through him. Now I want to turn to Romans chapter 10 and verse number 13. And this is where we're really used for our text today. Romans 10, 13, you, many of you know that verse. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Isn't that a great verse? Isn't that a wonderful verse? And I have used that verse many times to lead people to the Lord. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I love that verse. But as I begin to study a little bit deeper into that, did you notice the very next verse? The very next verse says in verse 14, how shall they call? It's wonderful to know that you can call, but a lot of people don't know anything about the call. They don't know how to call. They don't even know what they're calling upon. Now the Lord fixed that. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a what? A preacher. Isn't that amazing? To take that wonderful verse and realize that it can't even come to pass unless a preacher does the calling and does the telling. And the Holy Spirit uses those words and begins to convict that person's heart to come to know Christ. Notice verse 15. And how shall they preach except they be what? Sin. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace 
and bring glad tidings of good things. Now, I'm not going to talk about the pastor's feet this morning. And that's not physically what the scripture is referring to. And he may have some beautiful feet. I don't think I've ever seen them. Only, you know, you'll have to talk to Sister Gail about that. But no, you think about everywhere your feet take you. When you got out of the bed this morning, you were hoping that those feet would hit the floor. When you got out your car, you hoped that they stood, stood you up and carried you from this place to that place. How beautiful are the feet of this one that has gone so many places. Now, the Lord has taken him through so many avenues and done so many great things for him. This morning, we celebrate the dedication, the labor of this anointed man of God and his wife. You know, I'm amazed at the fortitude that God has given him to continue to fight the good fight. He's been dedicated to stay the course, amen? 33 years as senior pastor, he has stayed the course. Now, there, there are times in life that life throws you a curveball. And one thing is for sure, Pastor Tony, Sister Gail, there's been a lot of curveballs in 33 years. It's been a lot of things that have come against you. And yet, how many of us know today that with God on our side, anything is possible? Amen? Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. In fact, that the scripture is going to tell us that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You know, that scripture didn't say that no weapon formed against you is going to affect you. Yes, there will be animosity. There will be jealousy. There will be people that walk away from you. There will be sickness that comes even in his life. There will be all these things, but I stand on that scripture that says it will not prosper. You know, he, he's been through a lot of things physically as well. But you know what? He's still right here. <laughs> that shows me that it did not prosper. The winds of trouble will blow. People will talk about you. They'll walk away from you. They'll criticize you. And I want you to remember this, and you know it, Pastor the ones you started with won't always be the ones that finish with you. Won't always. But I'm glad he's not letting that affect his walk with Christ. I believe Pastor Tony's like Nehemiah. He said, I can't come down from the wall because the work is too great. You see, he, he could have said, hey, I, I'm, I don't want to pastor no more because it's just getting too bad. It's getting too rough. But for 33 years, he stayed with the wall. After 33 years, he's fighting the good fight. He's running that race for Jesus, and he stayed the course. The apostle Paul says in Romans 8, 38, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature would what? Be able to separate us from the love of God. And I guarantee you he's had to stand on that verse many times. There's something to be said this morning about staying the course. You know, we live in a microwave, internet, COVID society. 
Everybody wants everything right now. And they want the pastor to solve their problems right now. They want him to fix everything right now. Everyone who starts the race, and I'm, I'm, I'm not happy about saying this, but they won't finish the race. They'll let something get in their way that takes them out of the race that they should be running for the Lord. Paul was writing to Rome, from Rome to the church of Philippi, and this is the thing that I want you to grab today. He said like this, I press toward the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You know, I've read that verse many times, but I never thought about it this way. When Paul said, I press, you know what that tells me? He was up against something. He didn't say, I just leisurely walk along with the high calling of God. I just leisurely stroll through this life and everything's okay. No, he said, I was pressing against something. And I began to think that and get that thought together. And Pastor Tony, I know I don't have to tell you today, there will always be something in your way that you have to press against. There will always be something there when you're preaching and teaching for Jesus that's going to fight against you. There's something about being in the press. The Bible says there was a woman with an issue of blood. She knew that Jesus was coming by the way. And you remember what the Bible says? She pressed through the crowd and reached out and touched the hem of his garment. She couldn't just walk up there and, and say, hey, Jesus, I, I'm come today. She couldn't even get close to him. But she didn't turn around and give up. She pressed through until she received that healing touch. There's something about getting in the press. The Bible speaks of a young man who was paralyzed. And those with him wanted to bring him to Jesus. Jesus was in the house. The house was full. And the friends could have said, well, I'm sorry. <clears throat> You'll not get a healing today. You'll not see Jesus today. No, they begin to look around. But because of the press, they said, we're going up top and tear the roof out and we're going to get you down there. They didn't give up, did they? And they received something because they pressed forward. Sometimes you have to tear away some things in order to receive of God what you want. Let me tell you something. The devil's famous for putting things in the way. But if you'll press on, you'll pray on, You'll seek on. You'll continue to ask and knock and continue to search out for what you need from the Lord. That pressing will be rewarded. And that's what the pastor has done. He's pressed through many problems. And I believe this great man of God had to press through some sleepless nights. I know he has. Through some sick days, through some hurt, through some tragedy, through some disappointments, through some pain through some tear-stained eyes. There have been days I know that he hasn't felt like stepping behind this pulpit and preaching, but he done it anyway because he wanted the message to go out and he wanted to press on. I've sat with him up here and he turned and said, I've got a splitting headache, but you never knew it when he stepped behind this pulpit. He pressed on. 
There's been days when his back is hurting so bad he'd, he'd rather sit down than stand up, but he stood up and preached. Days when he didn't have strength to pray, but he prayed anyway. Nights, I believe, when he got out of his sick bed to go visit another in a sick bed. Days when it looked like the problem was solved, and yet it came back again. You ever thought about that? All the counseling, all the prayer that he does to try to solve problems and think, hey, I've got this one solved. They're happy. Everything's good. To have it turn right around on him and come back again. If he could testify this morning, I believe he would say this, God has been good to me. He's a friend like no other. His grace has kept me. His mercy has kept me. When I thought I couldn't go another step, he lifted me up. When I couldn't lift my head, he was the ray of sunshine I needed. When my eyes burned with tears, he dried those tears. The songwriter says this, When I've been to the lowest valley and I've climbed the highest hill, I've been an empty vessel, but I've been Holy Spirit filled. My Lord's been with me all the way. There's something about being in the press, pressing through. I tell you what, that will separate those who don't know from those who know. Those who have maybe stood by the fire and those who have walked through the fire. Trouble will separate the weak from the strong, but to be in the press is to be under pressure. Job found himself that way. He said, for the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me, <clears throat> and that which was I, I was afraid of is coming to me. You know, there have been times when, when the pastor would say, I, I hope that, that this will never happen. I hope that this doesn't take place. I, I hope that they, these people are going to be all right. I hope that this, this problem will go away to have it turn around and come back to him. How hard that is. But it's the press that will make you call upon the name of Jesus. It's the press that will bring the power and the perseverance. There's something about this preacher. He's a leaning post when you're down. He's a listening ear when no one else will listen. He's a source of encouragement even in the community. Paul says it very, very clearly when he said it in verse 14. How can they hear without a preacher? Contrary to popular belief, and I think some of the testimonies said that this morning, the preacher is not just a man like you and me. Yes, he's human like you and me. He, he has problems like you and me, but the, there's a difference. He's not just a man like you and me. You know why? Because he's been called of God and he's got the calling upon his life. The Bible says that angels are messengers from God. You know what? Our pastor is a messenger sent from God to Buford Road Baptist Church. He represents God here on this earth and he represents God's way of doing kingdom business right here. And his preaching and his teaching is all about Jesus. I like that. Paul makes that point very clear. He says, without a preacher, the church, the saints, 
They can't hear the word without a preacher. Aren't you glad when COVID hit, the pastor didn't quit? <laughs> Amen. When COVID hit, I guarantee you a lot of pastors say, well, this is a good time to quit. It's a good time to shut it down. Not our pastor. He began looking for ways right away. I, I can reach him this way. I can reach him this I can do this. And working through all the technical problems, he, he pressed on. And he's still pressing on. You know, it's not popular to believe, but I'll tell you this morning, you didn't choose your pastor. The pastor was sent, sent from God. Preacher, you got, you got a, a verse for that? I sure do. The Lord told Jeremiah, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest forth from the womb, I sanctify thee and ordain thee a prophet unto the nation. You know what, pastor? Before you were born, God knew where you were going to be. While you were growing up, God knew where you were going to be. While you were working a shift work job, God knew where you were going to end up. Pastor Tony and Sister Gail, in other words, you are sent here for such a time as this. There was a need for this pastor and his wife to be at this church. And God has handcrafted this preacher, the great man of God, for this place. My best words I can give you today is love your pastor and his wife. Just love them. They are worthy of the honor that you can give them. And you may not know this, but what you make happen for them will happen to you. I believe you give him a hard time, you're going to have a hard time. You criticize him, someone's going to criticize you. Well, you ain't got a scripture for that. Hold on. <laughs> Jesus said, whosoever shall receive a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Matthew 10, 11. The title of my message today was Thank God for the Preacher. And I do. As our musicians come, Let me say the greatest thing that would honor him today would be that maybe someone's here that's not ready for eternity. I don't know about you, but have you looked around lately at how things are turning out? <laughs> I, I believe Jesus is at the door. I, I really do. And the greatest thing that would honor him today was to have someone in this service give their life to Jesus because you know you're not ready for eternity. With every head bowed and every eye closed, Christians are praying. If you're here this morning and you've never given your life to Christ, I got good news. Remember the first verse I shared with you today? Whosoever calleth upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's not hard to do. In fact, Christ has done all the hard work on the cross. Now he just says, will you receive that? Will you accept that? If you've never given your life to Christ today, would you do it? 
You say, how do I do it? Remember the other verses I shared? How shall they know? How shall they believe unless someone's telling them? And I'm telling you today, I'm going to give you a prayer. It's not nothing special about the prayer from my lips, but it's from your heart. And if you mean it today from your heart, it will take place. And I'll help you with that prayer today, but you must mean it from your heart. Not, don't even say it if you don't mean it today. But if you'll say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I'm a sinner, that you died on a cross for me. And right now, I confess my sins to you. I ask you to forgive me and come into my heart and cleanse me today. I believe you died and rose again. And now you can save me and cleanse me. You listen to Pastor David Kogel. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.